Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to this chill vibe podcast. <laughs> um, I'm John Kloss, and this is RJ Hunt. Um, RJ, how you doing? What's up, man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, we got the Pistons back. You know, the Lions won. Red Wings start this week. You know, life is good with me, man. Dude, I'm telling you, Sunday. You had Lions football, you had Pistons basketball, and you had playoff baseball. Couldn't be happier, man. That was a good day. Gotta love October. I even gotta throw out a shout out to the WNBA too. They just had their finals uh, start over the weekend. So yeah, October is the best time for sports, man. I know basketball starting soon. I can't wait, man. That's obviously what we're gonna be talking about on this podcast. It has been a while, RJ, since we've talked about the Pistons. But every time we like plan to do something it's like there's just not a lot to talk about right and now we actually have a game uh maybe mm-hmm. it could spur some topics for us but um yeah i mean anything anything new with you in particular over these last i don't know dull months of no nba basketball nah man nothing much new with me like i said i'm just happy we finally got some more sports to enjoy you know the summer months can be pretty you know dull when it comes to sports but you know now the fall is here Fall means sports is back. You know, everything's at its peak. Like you said, football's in midseason. Hockey and basketball are starting up. You know, baseball's in the postseason. Like, no complaints now. Like, I'm ready to talk some Pistons, man. You know, we finally got them back, and I'm excited. Yeah, I wish I was more into hockey, honestly. Maybe I'll I'll try to get more into it. But, yeah, I don't know. I've got enough space in my brain for baseball, basketball, and wrestling, and Maybe eventually it'll it'll open up for something else, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, yeah, well, let's just talk about the game. Uh, one thirty to one twenty six, they go into OT. Asar Thompson hits the a three to tie it up. Where do you want? Where do you want to start, RJ? I'll, I'll let you. What do you got? I mean, you left off with Asar, so I mean, so I do want to say this before I give all my takes and whatnot about the game. It was a preseason game. So with that being said, you know, I try to keep my 
excitement or my disappointment to a, a minimum because, again, it's just preseason. The guys are just trying to get some run out there. There's really not much to it. Some guys you pay attention to more than others, but, like, yeah, with that being said, Asar, based off what we've seen in summer league and then going into this first preseason game, he looks like that guy that does a little bit of everything, which I'm totally fine with. I love it, in fact. Uh, he got the start yesterday. I was in the camp of not starting him right off, you know, the bat, but he got the start yesterday. He seemed fine. Like I said, he did a little bit of everything. He um, rebounded. He played D. He made passes. He made cuts to the basket. He even got some free throw line opportunities in there. And then I was a little, you know, concerned about the shooting, but then he is the big shot to take it in the OT. So, I mean, hey, if nothing else, he's clutch. So, yeah, the kid looks like he's, you know, going to be fine. I keep saying – I've heard the comparisons of Draymond Green, um, you know, the guy that does a little bit of everything. I've I've personally said Tayshaun Prince as far as uh, what his Pistons fans are familiar with. Tayshaun Prince was a guy known for doing, you know, all a little bit of everything. So, yeah, with Asar, I'm, that's what I'm looking at with him. Like, he looks like that guy that – brings a little bit of everything to the table, which I'm totally fine with. Yeah, I mean, he played 39 minutes, was 3 of 9 from the field, um, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. I believe he, I mean, he had how many points? I think he had 12, 12 points. Okay, Yeah, he finished with 12, 12. points. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of ex am expecting this from him. I mean, he's just like that all-around. Nothing really surprised me about him, honestly, mm -hmm. like, Obviously, he's not going to be playing 39 minutes, but we're going to talk about like the rotation. I think he's going to play a pretty big role on this bench. Definitely. And I think definitely moving forward once this trade deadline hits and the Pistons potentially move on from some veterans, I think he could play a bigger role. I don't think he's necessarily a starter night one. But yeah, nothing really surprised me about him. I mean, if you want to talk about what was really surprising, Marvin Bagley, which I'm out. I'm out on Marvin Bagley. I'll just I'll just say it. I'm I'm out of Marvin Bagley. Uh, 22 minutes though, 10 of 14 from the field, hit a three pointer, had 25 points, seven rebounds. But like you said, I don't know. It's preseason. Like mm -hmm. I don't know. That's a debate we can have if we just want to go up and down the roster and do the performances. But I mean, he was the Pistons' leading scorer by a by a pretty decent margin. But in terms of Marvin Bagley, like I don't think he's part of the core necessarily. Nah, I don't see that from him either. I know when we got him, it was looking that way for a hot second. You know, it was a lot of hopes. But now, after, you know, having him for the last, what, season and a half, I think we've had him now, it's just, yeah. I mean, again, going back to the whole preseason thing, a lot of people need to understand it's just preseason. It's not, you know, it's just getting reps out there. You know, don't take it so serious. And so as much as it was nice to see Marvin Bagley have a great game yesterday, I can't take that away from him especially doing all his damage in the second half. That was impressive. But at the same time, I got to talk about what counts. And what counts is the regular season. And in the regular season, Marvin Bagley has shown he can have some great nights. He can have some bad nights. And like you said, you're out on him. I don't know if I want to go that far yet. Definitely say the money he's getting paid, he's hasn't seemed to earn it. He could still be a nice part of this team, maybe, but the battle between him and James Wiseman is far from over, and I don't think people realize that. Like, don't go off 
one preseason game. They still got the rest of this training camp and three more preseason games to prove who's going to get those minutes once the regular season starts in the rotation. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's preseason. I'm not going to go too in-depth on it. Honestly, I don't really – I'm not going to say I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but, I mean, diving into the stats and the numbers of the game really – I don't think it's going to – does a whole lot. I mean, Jaden Ivey was three of six from three. There's something I think that's going to be a storyline yeah. to follow is, is his three-point shot. Cade Cunningham, five of 15. Again, I'm not looking too much into it. He, he I think he looked fine. He had six assists, only two turnovers. I think what matters is he was just on the floor at this exactly. point. Exactly. He hasn't played in a year. <laughs> yeah. And then I the only other guy I would really even – look to mention i mean isaiah stewart was one of six from three again mm. that's going to be a storyline to follow his three-point mm-hmm. shooting uh jay Ivey was like i said three of six from three um oh no we i just mentioned jay Ivey. killian hayes yeah. is, is who i wanted to mention killian okay. hayes t- 21 minutes five of eight uh seven assists five steals was a plus 14 in the game i know this is going to be a reoccurring debate on the podcast <laughs> he's he's still my guy. I'm I'm still I'm not giving up on him. We're gonna have the debate about who's gonna be the backup point guard. Um, Killian Hayes looked good his first preseason game, and I, I how much can you really take away from that? Probably not much, but he looked good. I'll leave it at that. You know, uh, I'll be hard on Killian. You know this, and I'm sure those who listen are gonna get to know this. But yeah, I'm hard on Killian, and. As much as I want to see him succeed out here, it's just I got to be a realist at the same time. And his tenure in Detroit hasn't looked so great. I mean, he is the longest tenured player on the team, which I find crazy. But (laughs) out of the guys on the team, he's the one that's just. You don't get as much flashes out of him compared to the other guys. So that's some I just want to see more with Killian. But I will say I got to give credit where credit is due. He had a great game yesterday. He made some nice passes. You know, he looked confident. Uh, when the Pistons went on that crazy run to take the game in the overtime, he was the one I felt like that started leading the charge with Bagley along the way. But, you know, Killian played point for a good chunk of those uh, minutes during the run to start it. So, again, preseason. But if Killian did what he did yesterday in the yesterday's preseason game, he does that in the regular season. I don't think anybody would have anything to complain about anymore. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we're going to have that debate about the backup point guard, but I don't know. Other than that, I mean, Devin Booker, we could, we could talk about that, I guess. I did have – I had a thought, and I just lost it. Um, maybe, it'll, maybe it'll come back to me, but um, yeah. Oh, that was it. Killian Hayes, the longest tendered piston, but isn't he like – isn't only like by like a half hour because technically he was drafted before Isaiah Stewart. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, he's the, he's the longest tender person by like a half hour. Yeah, literally. Of, yeah, literally yeah, minutes. That's kind of funny, but I don't know. We saw Devin Booker at the Lions game, and then we saw him, and he was. I think he was repping. Was he on the bench? Right, he was wearing. Yeah, yeah. I know KD was wearing a hat too. He had a um, uh, a D hat with the uh, Cabrera jersey on. Yeah, so I I was listening to another podcast about like I believe he's a free agent after this year and then he's probably going to sign the extension like Bradley Beal did and get paid and yeah. then probably request a trade cuz the Phoenix Suns I'm not a believer in the Phoenix Suns. I think this roster is not put together well. They don't have a true point guard. 
Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant just screams Brooklyn Nets 2.0 to me. Hmm. I mean, they moved down from DeAndre Ayton for use of Nurkage. I don't know if that's an upgrade, but like, Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a real possibility, maybe not next offseason, but maybe the offseason after that, Devin Booker is going to become available via trade. I, I, we have Jaden Ivey. Like, I, I don't know how realistic is them. I, th- I know we've talked about this before, but, like, realistically, how possible is it that he could actually become a Detroit Piston in, let's say, the next two or three years? I don't see it. Not in the next two to three years. I don't see it happening. And then, I mean, I would love for it to happen, but I think he's going to do <laughs> – I think Devin Booker will play for the Pistons one day. But it's going to be an out-of-prime Devin Booker, sadly. I think he's just going to come here just to say he played for home. Because I don't I don't want to doubt. I do say he definitely wants to come home at some point. I definitely think he wants to be back, not in his hometown, but, you know, home area, whatnot. Like, we always see him repping. Like, we just seen him yesterday repping the Tigers. We've seen him at, in Red Wings gear. Uh, he <laughs> The day of your preseason game, you're at four field. What? Like? And then you have a game to be at in like an hour. Like that was crazy to me. But so, I mean, I don't think he'll be here in the next two to three, but here it might be like a Chris Weber situation. I remember Chris Weber came to the Pistons late in his career. He was pretty much washed up at that point, but I think he just wanted to come home. I think that's going to be Devin Booker. I would take like a 35 year old Devin Booker who's like a bucket off the bench, you know, just like Jamal Crawford. Like, because I mean, his nice. shot's never going to, his shot's never going to go anywhere. It's just, nah, I guess like his athleticism and, and all that. But I mean, he's 26 years old. Cade Cunningham's 22 years old. Devin Booker is a much better fit next to Cade Cunningham than Jaden Ivey. And I mean, that's not saying a whole lot. I mean, Devin Booker is a much better player than Jaden Ivey. Is that going to be the case five years from now? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, man, him and Cade, like the shooter next to Cade, that's exactly what you want. And I'm not saying Jay Nivey isn't a shooter, but right. I don't – I don't like Jay Nivey's not a sh- – I wouldn't say he's a sharp shooter. Like Jay Nivey feels like a guy who is going to get the ball in his hands and drive to the basket and – get a majority of his points that way. I don't think his Jaden Ivey is going to be known for his three-point shot like Devin Booker is. Um, I wouldn't put my money on that. No, but I don't know. It's a fun uh, conversation to have. I mean, some people are saying it's going to happen. I wouldn't go that far. And nah. I, I think we're at the point where we don't need it to happen too. Like Jade, Kate and Ivy, or <laughs> Kate and Ivy, Kate Cunningham and Jade and Ivy, are, we're going to be fine with those two. Like we don't need Devin Booker to come here and save this franchise. You know, I wouldn't be opposed to Devin Booker coming here soon. It's just, A, I don't want to set my expectations too high because I don't want to get let down. But B, how realistic is it? I mean, to get Devin Booker. All right, so I mean, okay, free agency when his contract is up, how what's the chances of him going to Detroit? Unless things just go completely terrible in Phoenix, yeah. what's the chances of him coming to Detroit? And then the second thing is, all right, let's say we trade for him. What are you gonna give up? What trade pieces do we really have to get a Devin Booker? So I would say Jaden Ivey, Asar Thompson, and picks. I was gonna say you're gonna have to throw a whole lot of picks in there. I mean, if I'm, the Suns, yeah. if I'm the Suns, I'm getting Ivy and Asar Thompson. That's I think that's a pretty good return, honestly. 
Um, but yeah, definitely a couple first round picks, I would assume, too. Yeah, they they gonna that you're gonna have to give up a lot, <laughs> which does I mean Devin Booker deservingly, you know, you that's what it should be. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I, I'm pretty content with what we have, but it's funny you brought up expectations. That's another thing I wanted to touch on. Mm-hmm. I don't have high expectations for this team, RJ. And like you said, like Devin Booker, you don't want to get your hopes up. I'm at the point with the Pistons where I'm tired of getting my hopes up, RJ. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've been a fan since 2014, and it's just been nothing but one winning season and two playoff appearances where they got swept. But I don't. I'm not buying. Like, and I understand the Lions hype, right? Because they showed you something last year where it's like, okay, I can buy into this now because they right. finished the season so strong. With the Pistons, it's like they were the worst team in the NBA last year. Yeah. By a decent margin, and like I understand they got Cade back, but it's like I'm just I don't my expectations are pretty low this season, honestly. I'm not one of those people that are like the Pistons are gonna be a playing team or, or none of that because it's like for that to happen realistically, they need to make a 20 to 25 win improvement from last year to be a, a playing team. So in terms of like expectations, I mean we're only two weeks away from the season, which is crazy. Um I don't know, Arjun. My expectations are pretty low. I'm tired of getting my hopes up for this team and then just being constantly let down. So I'm just – I don't know. I can't have high expectations for this team right now. I mean, we on the same page, my man. You already know how I feel about it. Like, last year I had season tickets, so it was my first time getting season tickets, and this is probably going to be my last time for a while because it was just so many losses, man. Like, it got depressing. Like, I was going to the games, and – I was the type, I would never leave a game early. It didn't matter how bad the blowout was. Last year, man, I left so many games early. It was so many games I was half paying attention to. Like, I would just go walk the, walk the concourse area. Like, last year was bad, man. And like you said, I know we got K back, and that was a big part of why we were so bad. Last year, you lost your star player whatnot. And if you have him, a lot of those close losses might turn into some wins, but yeah, just after last year, my expectations are not high. I mean, I keep telling people we got to at least start off with winning 20 games because you didn't even do that last year. You didn't even win 20 games last year. So you got to at least win me 20 games this year. So I, that's not asking for much. I feel that's, like, that's, like 20 games is probably the worst team in the NBA, man. Like, <laughs> exactly. That's the so, bar. The bar is to be the worst team in the NBA. Like, no, like I'm telling you, it was so bad last year. I'm not expecting much. I know we got a SAR now. We got K back. And then you're, if you look at things, we really didn't change our roster. We really didn't. I mean, you pretty much are relying on a healthy K Cunningham to return and be, you know, keep growing his game and the rest of our young guys to keep developing. You're really relying on the young players to have great developments between last season and this year. So that's really all we hoping on. I'm like, with that being said, if we're like, if we finish 12th place, I guess that's a success because I'm not expecting much more higher than that at this point realistically we should expect them to make the plan if we're being like you look at a team like the indiana pacers right look at their rebuild like their rebuild was what a year a year and a half they won like 35 games last year like this pistons rebuild is now in year four and the fact that Mm -hmm. we're sitting here talking about 20 25 wins 
I think it just says a lot of the state about this franchise right now. And like that should that should not be the expectation. I mean, we're in year four of Troy Weaver. The expectation should be the play in, but it's just not. And I think that just says a lot about how bad this team has really been, honestly. It's, it's bad. I mean, we, when we got K, had you said we were still in this boat going into the 2023-24 season, a lot of folks would have looked at you crazy, but that's honestly where we're at right now. So it's just I, – I don't want to blame Troy altogether. He had a rough roster to take in. And it's not easy. You know that what they say, Rome wasn't built in a day. So I'm trying to look at it from that standpoint because I get it. Like, the roster was bad, and it's still bad. So I'm not expecting much. But at some point, things got to start coming together. You've had a fair share of draft picks now. Some have hit. Some have missed. You know, Sadiq's already out of town. Who knows how long Killian and Stewart are going to be here. So Livers is another draft pick that, I think this might be his last year. So I don't know, man. Something's got to give at some point. It's just, it gets to the point where it's, I think there's two people. There's two types of people. It's like the Cade injury. That's the reasoning for why the Pistons are, and that's their way of defending this team is Cade was injured. And then there's the other people that are like, yes, but they also won 17 games, which goes to talk about the roster around him. So it's really, like, I agree with you. They didn't do much this offseason. Like, this offseason, we were talking about guys like Kyle Kuzma and, and Jeremy Grant, and we, we got Joe Harris. And, I mean, I can't even think. Monty Morris. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't do a whole lot. Yeah. So it's really going to be – I'm not say it's all about Cade Cunningham, but that is what their bank – like, that is the reason they went – they were supposed to win 35 games last year, and they won 17. So mm-hmm. – like they have to, I mean, I just feel like it's going to be so dependent on Cade Cunningham because that, like, that's the only excuse Troy Weaver and the Pistons have. It's Cade wasn't healthy. That's all they have. Because yeah. other than that, he he put the worst, you know, basketball team in the NBA on the court last year. So I feel like the, the excuse of not having Cade Cunningham is gone. It so is. now we're going to see what they really are. And I think it's very fascinating. But like, I don't know. May I, I I tend to be an optimist. I tend to be positive and, and get my hopes up, but I I just can't right now for this team. And that's not to say that. they yeah. That's not to say they don't have young talent that, mm-hmm. that I'm excited about, and I think that could be really good. But I, I don't know. I and it comes to the point where it's like, if Cade Cunningham isn't an All NBA MVP level player. Like, we saw this roster without him, how bad it is. And I'm not – like, Jay Nivey is obviously going to get better. Jalen Duren is going to get better. But it's like, Cade Cunningham has to be him or else I don't know how far this team realistically can even go. Well, see, that's the good and bad news to it. I I mean, the bad side is pretty obvious because if things don't work out, then, yeah, this could get bad. But the good news is pre-injury – Kate was supposed to be him. Like, Kate was projected to be, you know, multi-time all-star in his career, face of the franchise. So, if we get that Kate, and again, you improve on the win, we 25, 30 wins, I say that's a step in the right direction. It's not what we want. It's not what we expected at this point. But, you know, beggars can't be choosy sometimes. We just got to take what we can get right about now. Yeah, and I wish the expectations were higher, like – 
I remember our media day, Isaiah Stewart said, like, you see the Lions and what they're doing, and that kind of motivates mm-hmm. you. I mean, I hope that's the case. I hope they see a team in the Detroit Lions, and it's like we want to be following in their footsteps and being the next young team on the rise. And, I mean, if we're being honest, just as an NBA fan, I mean, we've seen so many teams that were so – I mean, remember how bad the Suns were for so long, and then they finally got out of the dumps. The Kings, mm-hmm. I mean, the Kings were the laughing stock of the league. Yeah. They were the third seed last year. I feel like every team has gotten their comeuppance except the Detroit Pistons, if I'm being honest. And maybe this will be the year. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, I don't know. That's kind of my spiel. I didn't want to get into predictions. I Technically, we didn't get into predictions, but we kind of just talked <laughs> about the overall. Yeah, I, I don't know. That I mean, I mean – what else can we we really go over? We talked about the preseason. We talked about Devin Booker. We talked about expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we could talk about the potential lineups, the roster battles, you know, who's going to be the backup, who's going to get the starting nod um, to end the show. But is there any other topics you wanted to go over? I mean, I'm, now I'm, following, I'm following your lead. I mean, if you want to talk, I mean, position battles are still, again, it's only game one of preseason. So, like, your position battles – like Monte Morris versus Killian. Monte didn't play. Killian looked good, but there's still more preseason to be played. Uh Wiseman versus Bagley. Wiseman, eh, but Bagley played great. But again, it's three more games. So, and then we know what those guys can do in regular season too, which is why there's a battle to be had in the first place. Yeah, I what the one I'm looking at is the backup point guard. I think that's really interesting. Uh, Monte Monte Morris is a good point guard, honestly. Like he was a starter in Washington. I know Washington wasn't a playoff team last year, but for him to be your backup and potentially even your third string if things go well with Killian, I think that's really really good to have that because we saw like we were running Alec Burks at point guard last year. Like yeah. so to have that depth of Cade if he goes down, well now you have Killian, and I mean Killian shouldn't have been starting games last year. He probably shouldn't be starting games this year. So now you have a guy in Monte Morris. So I think that's going to be a fun roster battle. I mean, just for a guy like Killian who's trying to prove himself just to be able to get minutes. But I think that that backcourt is really crowded, you know, off the bench because you're going to have a guy like Killian, Monte Morris, uh, Alec Burks, Marcus Sasser, Isaiah Livers Mm -hmm. if he comes back. Like there's a lot of guys that are going to be trying to get minutes, which I think is a good thing. Um, But, yeah, I mean, in terms of the starting lineup, I would say Cade, Ivy, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, Isaiah Stewart and Jalen Duran, I think more than likely is going to be the starting lineup. Um, is is there something I'm missing? Or I, I I that's my premonition. I don't know if you have different thoughts uh, or. I, nah, I will say there's a player uh, I kind of want to keep an eye on this year because if he pops off, he, shh, it could get dangerous. That's Joe Harris. I don't Joe know why. Harris. But I'm looking forward to seeing Joe Harris this year. I know okay. he had the injuries, you know, I think last year and the last two years or something like that. But, like, when he was on, like, when he was in Brooklyn, again, this is years ago, but when he was popping, he was popping. So, hey, if Joe Harris gets going, he was one of the best shooters in the league at one point. That's why I'm like, and if we just talked about it earlier, shooting don't go away sometimes. So, if Joe Harris can pop off, that's the guy I'm watching out for. I'm not saying starting or anything like that. I don't want to put that high of expectations, but I'm saying he's going to be a nice player on a night night basis. 
Yeah, and uh, this team definitely needs as much shooting as they can get. Um, I don't know. A player I'm really interested is James Wiseman, just because he really he hasn't played that many games. If we're being mm-hmm. honest, like this is really I can look up, but I don't even think he's played a hundred career NBA games yet. Nah. And I'm on the like, broadcast yesterday, they said like 84 games. That's it. So, he, so he's, he's only played, played a, about a season. Yeah. <laughs> that's cr- that's crazy. And he's 22 years old, so he's the same age as Cade Cunningham, and like. I think he, he's obviously a couple years older than Jalen Dern, but I think he's just more developed. Like, he has some sort of jump shot. Like, his threes weren't falling, and he probably shouldn't have been taking them last year. But, I mean, he he has some sort of jump shot. And if he continues yeah. to work on that, I, I don't know what to make of him. I don't really know if I consider him part of the core or not because I believe he's going to be due for a rookie extension after this year. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't know how much you pay him. I mean, here, here's an interesting question. James okay. Wiseman versus Isaiah Stewart. Like, who who do you have more faith in moving forward? Isaiah Stewart, who got the extension, which I think he got paid a little too much, or James Wiseman? Because I think potential, like just raw potential, I think James Wiseman has a higher ceiling. But I don't know. who Out of those two players, who are you expecting to make a bigger long-term impact on the Detroit Pistons? Kind of, I mean, like you said, when you bring up potential, I'm like, yeah, I'm leaning towards Wiseman because of how hyped up he was coming out of uh college, and then the fact he's dealt with injuries. He, like we just said, he hasn't. He's only played about a full season game wise, so there's still a lot to be developed there and learned about about him. But when it comes to Stu, Stu is pretty consistent with his game. Um, since he's been here, you know, there's. Not, I mean, I'm not worried about Stu. I know other people are. But Stu is going to do what Stu is going to do. Like, I expect 10 points, 9 rebounds. Like, that's a typical Stu night. And knowing that that's what I'm going to get, I'm like, okay, you know, not too crazy. But I know that's what I'm getting out of him versus Wiseman. You never know what you're going to get. You might get a Wiseman that goes off. You might get a Wiseman that has two points. So, (laughs) if I had to put my trust in the player, I'm going towards Stu. But Wiseman definitely has more potential. Yeah, here's my problem with Isaiah Stewart is, like, I I don't know what he does for you. Like, I know James Wiseman, in a perfect world, is going to protect the rim, is going to rebound, is is going to be a lob threat, is going to finish out the basket. I mean, he even has some sort of, like, post game or hook game. But Isaiah Stewart, it's like if his threes aren't falling, I, I don't know what his role is for this team. So, like, I don't know, in a perfect world, like, but also the thing is, like, Jalen Duran and James Wiseman together on the floor, like, I don't really know if that's going to work just with the, with the shooting and all that. Nah. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be a year where they're going to figure some things out, but I think the front court is crowded, and mm-hmm. you have those four young big men, and I think that's why I'm out on Marvin Bagley because I just think out of those four guys, he's the it's odd man game. out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, someone's got to go, and, like, I don't know. It'll be really interesting, but he's in terms of like players we're going to be watching. Obviously, we're all going to be watching Cade, the the young Mm -hmm. players, the core group of guys. But outside of that core group of guys, I think James Wiseman is kind of on the outside looking in. And like, I don't know. Sadiq Bey, I'm not saying Sadiq Bey, we're not going to regret. I mean, we could regret uh, trading Sadiq Bey, but like Sadiq Bey was at least, I mean, he scored 51 points in an NBA game. Like, I feel like Sadiq Bey has potential to be something in the NBA. And to me, if you're going to trade that away and get 
nothing out of James Wiseman. Like, I feel like James Wiseman has to show something this year because, like, I was a pretty big fan of Sadiq Bey. I understand his, his shooting was very inconsistent and defensively he wasn't great, but I felt like Sadiq Bey has potential to be a rotation player on a championship team. And I don't know. I feel like they have to get something out of that. And that something is going to be James Wiseman. I mean, shoosh, I got so many takes on that trade <laughs> and I don't even want to get into because that would be a whole another 10 minutes. But what I will say is, no, I agree. If you trade somebody like Sadiq Bey, um, who was loved by the uh, fans, to be honest with you, um, I thought it was time to move on from him. I just wouldn't made that trade. But, okay, we got Wiseman now. And with Wiseman, again, like I said earlier, he, he was hyped up coming out of college. He was supposed to be this, you know, franchise center for Golden State, you know. So they said Golden State traded him because he just didn't fit their timeline, which anybody could see. So now he's in a situation where he fits pretty much majority of the guy's timeline. So what is he going to do? So this is his chance. I feel like this is James Wiseman's biggest season of his career by far. Like, skip all the other years. This this to make or break year. Like, this is the year where we're going to see is it something there or is it not? Yeah, and, like, I don't know. That's all I really have. Like, I wish there was more to talk about with this team. I, I'm usually pretty creative, and I can come up with topics and stuff, but it's really – we're at the point where it's just we're ready to see it on the court. Mm-hmm. at this point and we got to see a taste of that in the preseason yeah. but we can't take much out of that but yeah i mean it's looks like it's just going to be another prove it year for this team mm-hmm. and like comparing it to like i guess the detroit tigers they are in a sense we're in a prove it year where we they had a lot of unproven young talent and i think the pistons are in a similar boat mm-hmm. and i don't it's going to be exciting i get like i said i'm not getting my expectations up like if they can just be a somewhat competitive team, I'll I'll take that. Um, but yeah, man, like it, we got one preseason game and we, we got, got a, a game, couple. Man. Yeah, we got a game. That's really all we can can go off of right now. A um, couple weeks until the season starts. That'll be exciting. Uh, we'll have predictions preview. Um, if anyone thinks of any good topics that we could talk about, uh, feel free to let us know. Um, yeah, man. Anything else we, that we haven't gone over? I knew this was going to be a quick podcast, but um, yeah. Anything else you got? No, I got nothing other than just hope. We have, hope. yeah. I'm honestly, yeah. Leave it at that. Hope. Just, just have hope. That's <laughs> that's all you could do at this point. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can we can end the pod on like a, a hot take. I guess. Do you have any sort of hot take? For this piston season. I mean, if it's like your hottest take, like if there's a your list of takes, you probably don't want to give your hottest take right now, maybe save it. But is there any any prediction or any thought you have about any player or, or storyline we're gonna be following for this season? Uh, I mean, I kind of touched on Joe. Yeah, I touched on Joe Harris. Joe Harris, I think I don't know why I've been having a gut feeling he might have a solid year with us, at least a consistent year. Um Isaiah Livers, this is a make or break year for him. Uh, he's a guy that honestly I don't see much out of, and he gets hurt too much. I know some others are high on him, but I I don't see it. And 
nothing against him as a person because he's a Michigan guy, but if we talk, we mean it's business. We got to talk on the basketball court. And on the basketball court, I just don't see it. So that's my hot take. I think if things don't go well for Livers, this is it. And I'm not even talking Pistons. Like his ceiling might be G League after this year. That's I guess, yeah, my, my hottest take, which it's not even hot. It's like piss warm, honestly. Right. Um, I don't think Kate Cunningham is going to be an all-star this year. I don't know if that's a hot take necessarily, but I think that's – it's hard to be an all-star in the NBA. Like a lot of the all-stars are winning teams. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I, yeah, obviously. But like I feel like a lot of the all-stars – I think he's going to put up all-star numbers. I just don't think he's going to be – recognized nah. as an all-star i wouldn't even put that on him i don't yeah. see that at all but like other than that like hot takes like Jaden ivy's gonna be a little better i would assume jalen duran's gonna be a little better mm-hmm. um yeah that that's really i mean you hope isaiah stewart's a little better than he was last year i'd say the same about killian yeah um i don't know asar tops is gonna be exciting to watch i think he's going to be starting by the end of the season, which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Um, right. Because, yeah, because they might just be so bad that they're just going to give him as many minutes as possible. He um, can make all rookie team, all rookie first team for sure. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised by that. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's only so many hot takes you can make with them right now, man. Like, I know. Like, and Boyan Bogdanovich, that's going to be a storyline to follow. Will they regret not trading him and waiting? Because they, I, I, I really hope they do trade him. I know he's like the veteran and he's a good guy to have around, but that's just a first pick. That's a first round pick waiting to happen. And I, you know, I would like the Pistons to have as many first round picks as possible. Um, I don't think we get the first out of Bogey, man. Oh, really? I'm just, I just don't see it. I heard <laughs> my sources, aka Twitter slash X, um. <laughs> I was seeing. I think I saw some where they said they like Troy Weaver asked like for first, and teams weren't really budging. So, and it, even from the outside looking in, I wouldn't necessarily expect the first out of Boyan. I think we should have traded him at last year's trade deadline. But now you've went to a whole new offseason, and and he's hurt now. Like we got to see how he comes off the injury. You know, at his age, a shooter at that, you have injuries in your legs that could you know hurt your career at that point. So. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, if he does what he did last year and averages dang near 20, then of course that's first round pick worthy or first, you know, pick worthy as far as the trade. But I'm not going to put my money on it, no. Yeah, that could be a hot take in itself. Like if he is or isn't traded and what they get for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, they didn't give up much to get him. So, no, I mean, I you, you have to give, yeah, you have to give credit to Troy Weaver for that, but it's like, I feel like they they could have got a first round pick out of him, but that's a storyline to follow. Like Alec Burks, probably not going to get much for him unless he's packaged with something. Or, I mean, you've got Joe Harris. I I don't know. I don't want to get into the whole Troy Weaver debate because I feel like I don't know. I I, I want to stay positive on this podcast. And yeah, I feel it. I feel it. Speaking of positive, because I I think we could end this on this because it'll be fun. The Detroit Lions. Um, so we talked we me and you like recorded we talked about the lions for a little bit i think it was heading into the kansas city chiefs yeah yeah and i've been watching rj i i have been watching i've been watching highlights i've been (laughs) tuning in um 
I'm a big stats guy, but I I can't I don't understand football stats. I can't I just don't I don't understand football stats. Like there's like pressures and like there's half sacks. Like how do you get half a sack? Like I feel like a sack is a sack. Like how do you get half a sack? Like I, I half a sack is when it's like two teammates sacking a, a quarterback at oh, once. So they're double teaming them. <laughs> no, oh. literally, yeah. <laughs> um, you pretty much split four, it. Yeah, they're four and one. Um. I mean, I I guess I was wrong about them. Like, I didn't, I I didn't have a prediction by any means. Like, they're probably gonna win the division. Um, yeah, that, that's I think that's we got I that guess. locked already. Cause yeah, I mean, the Bears obviously. just won their first game. The Vikings only have one win. The Bear or the Packers are about to play the Raiders in a minute. They're two and two right now. So it's like, I think the Lions got the division. <laughs> like what week five into the season. <laughs> That's crazy. I would have never guessed that. But no, nah, there's still a whole lot of season left. I did just read a graphic earlier that said the Lions have the 31st easiest schedule the rest of the way. And there's a hey, I say the Lions gonna probably be like third place come end of season. Isn't that football you get one first round by, right? In the playoffs, uh, there's so. seven. There's they 17. change it every year. I know first. C definitely gets a buy. Second C might. I don't. I I know they used to at one point. I don't think they do anymore. Third, yeah, you're playing. You're playing first week of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not a big Lions guy, but I know you are. Yeah. And I think I think we had a fun debate about it. Like I said, like I think it'd be funny if the Lions sucked. I still think it would, honestly. <laughs> like, no, nah, because, I mean, I've seen so much with the Lions. There's so much season left. Like, I, if things went left, it would be the most Lions thing of all time to happen. But they're just rolling so much. I don't even want to put that in the atmosphere. No, I don't think that's going to happen. No, that's not going to happen. Like, I think they're fine. I think they're yeah. good. Like, their defense has looked really good. Is That's my expert, out, uh, you know, analysis. <laughs> But I like I feel like they're always pressuring the quarterback, and like I think their run defense is like one of the best in the NFL. Um, I don't know. Jared Goff is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Lions are good. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson has got what four interceptions in his first couple of years. Yeah, he's looking like defensive player of the year. <laughs> no joke. Yeah, Lions he are good. Re- he might really win it. I'll tell you what, with the Lions, I think it's just great that they finally believe in themselves. I think that's all it took. They just had to start believing in themselves. And now that they believe in themselves, they got the city that supports too. And I think, I mean, not even I think, I know Detroit, we were begging for a winner. It didn't matter who was going to be that first team out of our pro teams to, you know, get out of that dump. It didn't matter who was going to be. The city was going to get behind whoever it was. Had it been the Red Wings? City's getting behind the Red Wings. Like, Detroit is a sports town, but we're even crazy when our teams are winning. Like, there's nothing like it. So, in terms of, like you said, getting out of the dump, when officially are they out of the dump? Like, when they can win we a playoff out- game, we're good. Shoot, okay, you so make the playoffs, that's good. But if you win a playoff game, they're the first team that I feel like get out of that just darkness. At least you got some light now at that tunnel. So if they go, what is it, twelve and five, let's say, and they win the division, yeah. and then they yeah. they lay a goose egg in the first round, and and they lose, and let's say it's a pretty bad loss, they lose in mm-hmm. the first round. 
that still they're out of the dumps and like would if they were able to host a division game, I say you just gotta take that for what it is at this point. Because the Lions yeah. haven't hosted a playoff game, definitely not in our lifetimes. I want to say like 30 years. So you gotta take that for what it is. Cause if you ain't had something happen in 30 years and you're able to do it, I don't care if it is a bad game. Hey, you did some history today. You gotta take that. Yeah, I guess I'm just looking at like Detroit sports as a whole and like how bad it's been and like it's bad, man. Yeah, I guess officially like getting out of that hole. I feel like a successful playoff run because like the Pistons made the playoffs a couple years ago, yeah, and like they did nothing. So I feel like the Lions they got smacked yeah. every game. <laughs> so it's like I get football is different, but at the end of the day, like you make the playoffs and you don't do anything. Like we've seen that happen just a couple years ago. So I feel like winning a playoff game it would be Detroit's first playoff win since 2013, I think. So I yeah, think it's been ten years. Yeah. So for everybody, it's going to be different, but for me. I think winning a playoff game, especially for football, because obviously a, a playoff win for football means a lot more than a playoff win in any other sport. Uh, yeah, because the other one's a series versus yeah. football. As you know, it's one game. So, but I don't know. I guess for me, it would be the Lions winning a playoff game or the other three teams winning a playoff series um, would probably be getting out of the dumps for me. Is, is, a, is I mean, a good way to put it. That's not a bad take. I just, I mean, yeah. In fact, I'll go with that. For Detroit sense, yeah, but I still stick with it. For a Lions sense, just hosting a playoff game will be big because a lot of a lot of us Lions fans haven't even seen a for um, you know, a home game for the playoffs. It just, in fact, I was like in middle school. I don't know if I was that old. I was probably in elementary before I finally seen the Lions in the playoffs. Like, I had seen, what, Pistons and conference championships, and they won a championship in our lifetime. You got the Red Wings who've won, I think, two championships, and then the Tigers have been in multiple World Series, but the Lions were just always that team we never saw do anything. So I'm just looking forward to what they do, man. I hope the city needs somebody to get behind us. looking like it's the Lions, so I hope they keep it going. Yeah, I mean, it's been fun. We'll see what happens. Um, maybe we'll make this a reoccurring theme. We'll end the show with some Lions talk. Oh, um, yeah, it'll be fun. But um, I don't know. Ar- check out RJ on Buffed Up Sports, your yeah, podcast. Um, we talked boxing, NBA, basketball, Lions, yeah, yeah. I would assume, right? Yeah, got to throw the Lions in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, follow us on X or Twitter, all that good stuff, or don't mind. <laughs> It's up to you guys. But, um, yeah, thank you to – also thank you to the Fans First Sports Network for, I mean, I guess partnering with our podcast so it, mm-hmm. it gets out to more people and uh, more viewers. So we'll see how that goes for the season. But, I don't know, RJ, it's going to be a fun, exciting season. I mean, I feel like you're going to be a pretty frequent guest on here. Um, <laughs> Mateo, we got – I mean, Parker was on a few times last Yeah, last yeah, we got Parker. Um. I don't know. We'll I'll, we'll try to get guests. We'll see what we can do, but um, it'll be fun. It'll be exciting, and obviously, as the season gets closer, we'll have more things to talk about. We'll have more overreactions and more hot takes because <laughs> you know how you know how basketball fans are. I mean, gotta have those. Yeah, but um, thank you everybody for listening and or watching if you're on YouTube. Uh, take care, everybody. And you know what? Before we get out of here, let me play the music just to get out of here. All right, take care, everybody.